0: All the polls are off and running, and Dan and Jason Bernstein are here to keep you up to date with the Stampede. You're listening to Organizations Win Championships. Welcome to Organizations Win Championships, episode 55. Wow. We can't, we can't drive 55, but we can do 55.
1: There will, be another,
0: there, there will be another Sammy Hagar reference, I guarantee you, before the show ends. And for good reason, too, because of the location of the nightclub that he owns. But we okay. are talking Bulls. I'm Dan Bernstein. That's Jason Bernstein, along with our producer, James Jackson. And the Bulls are in the midst of a really interesting stretch here. Got a lot more interesting with the absence of Nikola Vucevic for a couple games. A win and a loss. We have seen the shooting go a little bit cold and the 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 bloom is off of the the Kobe White resurgence for the moment but still fun things so let's start with the good news since we last left you and that was the 118-113 win over the Atlanta Hawks yes that i think everybody is going to look at that game and characterize it as the Andre Drummond vintage Pistons performance. I don't. We don't even need to talk. We we shouldn't even mention the word Pistons. Let's let's just yeah, move on, on from that. that. I, I, ex, except for Cade Cunningham. Well, but, no, unless unless they they might start entertaining if, if they, if, trades. Then we got to talk about it a lot because I, I would I would raid that cabinet. Oh, Bogdanovich, Duran, Cunningham, Ivy. Ivy. There's a lot there. Just just not Killian Hayes or James Wiseman. However, Andre Drummond had 24 points and 25 rebounds in that game against Atlanta. And they needed every bit of it when they went down big and they had a great first quarter. And then the second quarter, Atlanta just handed it to them. Outscored him by 17 in the second quarter. And, and Andre Drummond decided, you know what? It's my time to shine. And, shine he did he shot 11 of 13 from the field and made both free throws in 38 minutes it's a lot of minutes for him considering what he'd been playing beforehand and you can't you can't help but be happy for him he he's such a lovable player and when he came out last year talking about his mental health and that he missed a couple at least one game because of it and it it's a really really great story and people forget because he's been in the league for such a long time. He just turned 30. So who knows, who knows what this means for his career? He's obviously not going to be, he's not going to be a, an all-star again, just because, just because the league has moved on from that type of player. But having a performance like that every once in a while, it's still really fun to watch and it couldn't happen to a, to a, to a more deserving, more lovable player. I, I think it's also fascinating to see him continue to put up these steal numbers, especially as per minute. What's amazing yeah. is that he's had these crazy per minute numbers and per 36 minute numbers, and he even improved them while playing 38 and a half minutes, which is incredible. He had three more steals and an assist. And with all of his usage, all the touches, he only turned it over a couple times. Putting it into some historical perspective here, our, our guy, Jeff Fairer, who loves sending us some of this uh, contextual information. This is now, I'm going to have to give you a caveat here because of the way statistics have been recorded. Andre Drummond in that game became the only player in recorded NBA history to record at least 20 points, 10 offensive rebounds, 15 defensive rebounds shoot 80% from the field, have one steal and one block. And before you jump out of your seat or you start screaming in your car or on your walk with your dog and scaring your dog because you're saying, what about Wilt? The numbers for steals and blocks back then probably were not recorded. Sketchy, unreliable, if recorded. So here's the thing. I guarantee you Wilt has done it. I probably multiple times, maybe fifty times, maybe more than that. In one year, he averaged fifty and twenty-five. So, my I, I promise you, he did it. But in recorded NBA history, official recorded NBA history, Drummond's the only one. It's funny to think that two times in the in the past three years, two bulls have put up wilt type numbers when Demar went on that stretch in right. February of twenty twenty-two. What was it? Eight games of 35 with 50% from the field, something like that. Mm-hmm. And that, that was hard to forget. I think we all, we have to talk about Damar a little bit as well. He has been incredible. I would, he's still, his shot selection has improved dramatically. I would still like to, to see him take a, a couple more threes and sometimes recognize when when it's time to have his, my turn possession. And he, generally, compared to last season or even when Zach was playing this year, significantly better. But there are, there were a couple times in both games where I think he could he could have made better decisions. But I, I love what DeMar has been doing. Seeing Andre Drummond do that was remarkable. The only thing is that I, I'm not looking forward to all the idiot Bulls fans going, Drummond is so much better than Vucevic. He should have been starting this entire time. No, he's not. He's not. Vucevic does a lot more than Drum does. His ability, even when he's not shooting well, he still has the ability to space the floor because Vuce is a threat on the offensive end. He really is. He can do many things. I, I, I think Vuce is underappreciated, and I think last night's game showed us that, or the mm-hmm. Pacers game. Uh, this probably won't be released. This episode won't come out until tomorrow. I think that the Pacers game showed us how much Vooch matters, especially when it just comes to minutes and having a body out there against a big team. But that, that Hawks game was so fun. And I'm so, 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 so happy for Andre Drummond. Would have been a lot more fun if Kobe White didn't go 0 for 7 from three-point mm-hmm. range as part of the Bulls' uncharacteristic 7 of 25 three-point shooting, both the percentage made and the volume relatively low. But there was oh. Io DeSumo to pick him up with 19 points, and Javon Carter had 10. So DeSumo and Carter combined to be 4 of 8, which helped balance that out. Well, I think the reason why in the past two games their volume has been down is because Out, regardless of how many he takes, he'll always shoot, you know, three or four a game. But just Vuce, I think Drummond isn't a bad passer, but I think Vuce's facilitating ability really helps the offense move. And it doesn't get the one thing I noticed with Drummond is that it gets a little bit stagnant sometimes. And Vuce helps them keep moving. And he moves the ball. And as much as we like to say he's slow, he moves his feet. He sets screens. He goes to the paint. I like when he's in the corner. I would rather Patrick set – sometimes I would rather Patrick set ball screens and Vooch be the guy in the corner because it's not Hmm. like Patrick is doing a lot of back cutting. And I think Vooch is a – I love Vooch in the corner. He doesn't miss three-point shots from the corner if, if you've noticed. I nice just one. did you. I just knocked my mic over. Yeah, the, no. The, the only I, thing I, well, I did that because I was trying to mess with you. So the only fact, thing I don't like about your, I, what I don't like about your Vooch in the corner idea is it takes him out of rebounding position. Rebounding, it just he, he loses so much value. He's so important, especially as a defensive rebounder. But doesn't but doesn't that give Patrick more incentive to get angry rebounds? Uh, you would right? think? Which is a little I more flashy? You'd think. I, get him I don't more at all. I don't trust that he has quite the instincts to get those. Certainly. I mean, Drummond's instincts are special. And before we close the book on this game, I do want to note this and ask you this guy, because I don't know if you saw this. How many 2020 games, 20 points and 20 rebound games, do you think Drummond has now had in his career? Oh, probably, probably like 38. Good guess. That was his 45th. I think I saw a stat a while ago. It, it, it was in a Dwight Howard thing because he. I think he leads – does he lead all-time regular season? He uh, may. Is he, the ulti- he might lead the NBA well, no, he, in 2020 games in the regular season. He can't. That I, Wilt Allen well, is 50 I, and 25 for a season. But those stats were – those stats were unreliable, right? We, no, we, no, no, we, no. Not, we, not, not points. Dwight, to Dwight, Dwight, well, let's just leave it at this. Dwight Howard was an absolute menace and yes. first ballot Hall of Famer. Yes. And reg- regardless of what's been going on with him and his off the court issues, which are pretty interesting. Yes, which are myriad. say the least. But Dwight Howard was a great NBA player. And for Drummond to have 45 2020 games, do, does he have a Hall of Fame case at all? Not yet. Not yet. If you start looking at some of his, his stat comps, they're, they're fascinating, but the answer is not yet. I think if he can sustain in some of these counting stats, if you, he'll, he'll be, his per minute stats are obviously great, but I think he's going to need, especially at this rate of minutes, he's not going to be able to compile the counting stats At this rate, unless he were, you know, theoretically, if he went to a bad team and just played a ton of minutes, you know, you're never going to say never. Is that you saying the Bulls aren't a bad team? I mean, a team bad enough that he would be starting and playing 30 (laughs) minutes a night. Although he wouldn't be starting on Detroit because Jalen Duran is there. Please trade him to the Chicago Bulls. Thank you. I would be very, very interested in that. He's been developing his jump shot, too. So... uh, Why don't we move yeah. from the good game without Vooch to the bad game without Vooch? The 120 to 104 Thursday night loss at home against a pretty solid Indiana Pacers team that has one genuine superstar that we're going to talk about at length after we discuss the game. I, and other than, I'm, go ahead. I would just say that this this game to me, it one it, one part of my mind says write it off. You were without Vucevic or without Zach Levine. This was a, a, a probably Craig. a tough yeah. matchup for them. Yeah, and Torrey Craig, obviously. And on the other hand, I think, hey, they rallied back from 25 down to take the lead before they had the door slammed in their face. And my, I, I would tell them, don't get down 25 because you expend right. so much energy to, to get back there. And then the moment you do, they just let go of the rope. They just They just ran out of gas. The one, the one thing other than Tyrese Halliburton that comes to mind with the Indiana Pacers, I would say is Rick Carlisle. He, he, that team is well coached. Rick Carlisle, I I believe was the head coach of the 2011 Mavericks team that won that. And I was also going to have a Tyrese Halliburton comp to one of the players on that team. I was going to say Tyrese Halliburton reminds me of a taller, more athletic version of Jason Kidd like prime Jason Kidd. And I, I don't know if that's what Carlisle is trying to do mm. when it yeah. comes to. Interesting comp. When it, you know, I wonder that's, if that's what Rick Carlisle is trying to turn him into. But I don't think Jason Kidd was never the best player on a championship team. Right? He's he's so, Well, the, the problems with the comp, I think, are, are twofold. One is Kidd was, could never shoot like that.
1: No, Late but he his, was a
0: respectable three point shooter. Later in his career he was, and he was always fine with his feet set, but but pretty much other than that. He That's also what he, amazes me about Halliburton is Halliburton, his ability with that jump shot to move the way he does and still make it. He, every time he shoots while moving, it, it it's you're like, oh no way. And then it just it, then it barely touches at the net. And he, it it just it, it just goes in. I he's he's remarkable. He's nowhere near as fast as Jason Kidd. Nowhere near. He's quick. Oh, end to end speed. Jason Kidd was a blur. Maybe the fastest guy in the league. We're talking John Wall. That, Fox that type. That kind of, yes. Oh yeah. But but bigger. You know this. It just the way he was built and the that there are few guards in and I mean I remember just watching him at Cal. When I first saw him in the tournament, I'm like, I I don't think I've seen a guard because he was able to move with the ball without losing speed. He was as fast with the ball as he was without the ball. Yeah, but I I think Halliburton's pace, the States, he was talking all night about Halliburton's pace and how he was controlling the game with his pace. So I think part of the reason why he, he was so successful is when the Bulls were going on that run and playing at a super uh, running up and down. And Dalen Terry was flexing on people and fouling the crap out of everybody. If you look at what Halliburton was doing, he was, even though the Pacers play really fast, he was slowing everything down and controlling everything when he came back in the game. And the thing that goes unrecognized about Halliburton is his length defensively. He Mm -hmm. has long arms and he can I, he can defend multiple positions and you you look at those stats 21 20 with no turnovers and you you forget about the how he's able to impact the game defensively just because of his length he tries defensively he's a he's a responsible defender and when somebody's putting up that offensive output and playing good defense i i, I think that that is the making that that has the makings of a superstar, like number one option on a championship team. I think if you surround him with Ooh, uh, with number one no, option I, on a championship team, yep. Jason oh, says, Yes, yes. Okay. I g- give give him give the Pacers a, a couple years, lock him up, mm-hmm. re- give him a huge contract. Yeah, oh yeah. I, I, I don't even think it's a question. I think he could be all NBA first team this year. Well, he's definitely gonna be all NBA this year if it's first team, but that's gonna be enough to put him in line for a supermax. The oh the my numbers... god! If Zach Levine got a max, come on. Yeah, but super max. I mean, w- if Jalen the... Brown got a super max, I think I think Tyrese Halliburton get can get a, a super max. Come on. Now. All right, this is pretty crazy. This is more from from our guy Jeff Fairer. Oh boy, who who believes statistically? He Not is, oh boy you know, to, to Fairer. I'm saying oh boy to what Halliburton is about. Uh, Halliburton, Halliburton is about to that was his second twenty point, twenty assist, zero turnover game. And it was only the second time it's happened in NBA history. So, excuse me, I may have misread that. It was the second 2020 zero turnover game. Chris Paul had the other. Now, if you're tallying the most games by age 25 with 10 or more assists, three or more three-pointers made and fewer than three turnovers. This is a a measure of efficiency, and it may be by this measure, Halliburton may be the most efficient young point guard the NBA has seen. Halliburton's got 34 of those games. He's not even 24 yet. He's 23. He'll turn 24 in February. So he's had 34 games of 10-plus assists, three or more threes, and fewer than three turnovers. Trey Young has had 29. Luka Doncic has had 25 number four on this list with 18 is Nick van Exel and number five with 18 Baron Davis. Hmm. So it's, it's a fascinating group of, of names, but watching him operate and op- and it's clear. I think you're right that Rick Carlisle knows what he has and has, Adjusted things around him accordingly. Well, he was on a podcast. I don't. It might have been the Paul George, but I don't remember which one it was. But from last season to this season, Rick Carlisle told Halliburton, "I'm not drawing up plays anymore. You control everything." He told him that. He gave him the reins to the offense, and he he has some. When we talk about Zach Levine and the lack of basketball instinct. And you look at Tyrese Halliburton, mm-hmm. that is basketball instinct. The way he sees the floor and feels the game, it, it it's special. I think the only guy currently, when healthy, that is similar in that way at his position, I would say is, this is going to be high praise, and you love this guy, LaMelo Ball. I, I, I still think LaMelo is a very special player. Great basketball shoes. Just want to put that out there. The you NBA. You're are, not bringing them on the trip, though. I don't are know. You? We'll see. We 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 have a hoop at the house, so yeah. I, I we'll see what I'm. I'm definitely going to play some basketball. We we'll have some. We'll, we'll do another graduate. When remember graduation no. night and what happened to me? I couldn't walk yeah, for a week. Yeah. No more. So no, I'm not doing that. I will. I will broadcast. Well, you you game. also you also had a couple drinks in your system, so like I'm not going to do that on this trip. That's true. I'm legal there. So I'm excited. Yeah. But yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, well, what, what I also want to get to is kind of in relation to Tyrese Halliburton and kind of not is Patrick Williams. They were taken in the same draft. Patrick Williams went fourth, and Tyrese Halliburton went 12th twelfth, twelfth to Sacramento. And when you look at that draft and what the Bulls had at the time, who was their point guard? Sadoransky was it? Kobe Boy. White. And yeah. I understand why they took Williams. I I I get it. And I'm not saying it was a bad pick. And he, I I said before the game last night that he was going to have 20. I'm two. two for two on those predictions. By the way, what was your other one? You, uh, Miami. It was the loss against. I they've lost both games where I predicted it, but. I'm two for two on on those games where I say Patrick Williams is going to have twenty. Maybe you I should just it. say it every time. You know, you said it during time, introductions, but... and and he had that No, terrific I said it before introductions, and you <laughs> and I said it when you got home like, from work. Right. Yeah, you were, yeah. Right. You, you were right. You were right. You were right. If if you if you look at if you if you look at Williams and what Halliburton is doing, do you do you have any sort of regret? Do you think AK has any sort of regret when it comes to how that played out or do you think you still have to give patrick time to develop because he both. has been developing both the answer is both but of, okay. of course you can say if if you as as a personnel director a gm that you missed out on somebody who you just said could be the best player on a championship team you better regret it or you're an idiot yeah it, but even true. if that's the case it, it's not it's not zero sum you can all, it doesn't mean you have to be unhappy with Patrick Williams if you think he's coming along. And and he is. He had 22 points and five rebounds and three assists and two steals and hit One two great of his five pointers. Yes, he One did. To Drummond, that slip pass that, that just ended up right on his waist. He almost fumbled. Drummond almost fumbled it because it was such a good pass. But I, I really like what Patrick's been doing. Now, here's my thing yes again'm I'm, I'm gonna talk about Williams a, a, a bit more today because I I, I I if if he's not going to be the guy to say I'm give me the ball I want donovan to uh, maybe not even draw up a play give him the ball Kobe white has not been good in the past few games we know this that deep three was electric last night but other than he had another one late in the game when nothing mattered I will say the put-back dunk by Patrick was pretty sick. Mm-hmm. But uh, give just give Patrick the ball. Do something. Don't hesitate. Just go. Whether that's taking a three, doing his in, in, one-handed push shot from nine feet out, or dunking on somebody, give him the ball. Give him the reins. Maybe, maybe leave him on the floor a little bit longer when DeMar comes off, because DeMar, he's older, so he's going to need his rest right and he, and sometimes he yeah, and his the, minute load by his his minute load's crazy right now i'm really worried about him hitting a wall and or getting or hurt getting guys hurt. his age yeah. yeah guys his age are should not be playing but he's not choice right now they have absolutely no choice however there is an outlier stat from this game that jumps off the page at me okay absolutely jumps off the page i don't know if you're looking at the box score is there any number that you see Do you say, "Holy crap"? Any one Uh, individual number where you look at, like, "Uh, uh, uh." how is is that individual number? It's an individual number, and it's not a perfect stat. Some people don't like it. But Tyrese Halliburton plus thirty-two. It's a Bulls. It it is a Bulls stat in that category. Dalen Terry plus twenty-nine. Oh my God! Right? Is that it? Yes. Look at in seventeen minutes. Yeah. In 1743, well, I mean, he, he was he was, Terry, he, was, he, was uh, he was on the floor almost the entire time during that stretch. That's how he but he was a plus 29. In so if he is if he has gone from essentially unplayable loose cannon to a piece, if he's even rising to the level of rotational piece, that's development. Yeah, and I this is a baseball stat, but that that's almost like a wins above replacement type thing. Where the, when he was on the floor, the Bulls his plus to, his plus, his plus minus was twenty nine. Yeah, and usually so I mean, don't that, rely mean, a mean lot that means he's valuable. Yep. That, that, that I I know it's it's not as not as good of a stat as WAR when it comes to wins, no. but if if. If he's making that much of an impact, it's hard to keep him off the floor. I don't; he shouldn't start. He's not a starter, but I, I that tells you he has to be a rotational piece. You can't leave that out of the lineup, right? Just it depends on matchups, but just right. Re- he'll have some bad games. I just want to register. Maybe I was wrong about him. Maybe we've I been pretty hard. I, I just, we've been very hard on Dale and Terry, and we deserve to throw a bouquet his way when he earned it, and he certainly earned it there. I, I believe that's the first member of the Bulls you ever spoke to. All lowercase. That's slash special offer. Yes, it was because I talked to Io this summer at the camp that I was working at because you I coached his West. cousin. Mm-hmm. Because I coached his cousin. We won the basketball a championship. I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how we were the four seed in that. Brad should have seeded us better. I'm, I'm going to shout out Brad. Shout out Brad Greenspan. But. I God, we should we should have been the one seed, but we, we got the win. That, that All right, no, before that, we you know, before we get to the showdown. I'm sorry, but I, I yeah, I talked to Io yep. and then did I talk to anyone I don't know if I talked Drell to, anyone Favors, after that, to Drell Favors Favors and Sonogo. Okay, I do want to mention I I, I think they should have played Sonogo over Terry Taylor last night, just because of size. I think it really would have helped them. I know he's not seven feet tall. But 6'9 is a lot taller than Six four, six five, And I know Taylor's long and he's strong. But I just think having that presence in, in the paint, and he can move his feet. He's not a good leaper, but he can move his feet. He, he's a that good, is an understanding. He's good side to side, and he can switch a little bit. And I I think it, I'm not saying he should have been the main guy off the bench. I think I think if you gave him 10 to 15 minutes last night. That's a lot. That's a lot. I, ten at, minutes, whose ten minutes at whose expense at whose expense? At who at Terry Taylor's Terry Taylor. expense? Okay. Yeah. How many minutes did right. Terry Taylor have? 14. Yeah, exactly. Give if you gave him Terry Taylor's minutes, I also think he's more of a threat offensively than Terry Taylor, just because you know that he's he can he can get in the post and do a jump and make a jump hook, right? He he has good he has good awareness, he has good feet, he has good instinct. And I I, I wish uh, and this isn't coming from a biased perspective, just because I talked to him, and he was a great interview. I think it would have better, better, benefited. Nice. I think it would have benefited them last night to just have his body out there, just have his size. And I, I, I don't know, but well, let's see. Maybe that, depending that, that's, on that's just what I have to see. I have to v- say. Depending on Vooch's availability, it's possible as we look at the upcoming schedule uh, before we get to the showdown, we're going to be away. We are leaving for uh, Cabo, and we'll be able to watch the games, but we're going to be missing Saturday night, home against Philly, Tuesday at Philly, Wednesday at the Knicks, and then Friday home against the Hornets, those four those two Philly games, we know that they—they're not going to be able to 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 bite them by surprise this time around. Philly's going to be ready, and even though it was what forty and fourteen for Embiid, the Bulls were able to conquer. I—it's going to be a, t- I'm a okay tough, tough, with matchup. That. tough matchup. Tough matchup. I'm sure. okay. Yeah, the first the first three games of this stretch are going to be tough, but I, don't get me wrong, I would rather Embiid score all the points than him score thirty and Tobias Harris scored 22. Tobias Harris had 3 points in that first game and Joel Embiid a lot of his points came from mid-range. Uh-huh. And if, if 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 when looking at that if if you want if Embiid wants to take those shots and Tyrese Maxey had a great game but if he wants to take the majority of the shots and have a good amount of them come from mid-range, I will take that all day. He's unstoppable. He's unstoppable and he makes free throws. He's great at getting fouled. But I would rather him get all the points than him score 27 and spread the wealth and share the wealth a little bit. And the Knicks, Knicks are good and they're going to defend. And Jalen Brunson is good, but we'll, 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 we'll see what happens. I I think Patrick Williams might have to step up a little bit because Kobe White played great against the Sixers. So is he X Factor again? Going to be Patrick Williams? We'll see. I hopes I hope so. I want him to be scoring twenty three a game right now. That's my expectation for him. I'm setting high expectations because he's very talented. I'll and take I think I point. think he should be putting up twenty three and six rebounds every game. Twenty three, six, and three. Just to square I think the circle on what you said previously, Jason, before we get to the showdown, you asked about Dwight Howard's 2020 games. Yeah, go ahead. He go. is the leader with 51 of those recorded. <laughs> recorded. I get we'll probably I, have I 51 in a year. I, I get. Know, he, but- he, he averaged but- 50 and 25. Yes, Dad. He demon. Correct. But all right. Dwight Dwight Howard was a monster. In in all an right. era where they defended big men. Hard. So, all right, showdown. Hit the music. Uh, there we go. Current NBA players and where they played their college ball, and then Jason will snap back at me with vintage players, and I try to determine right. where they went to college. So... You want to start? You want me to start? You can start. All right. I try to make this a little easier for you. How about Boston yeah. Ford O'Shea Brissett? I remember him He because he played great against Duke. He went to Syracuse. Yes, good very player. good. <laughs> Charlotte guard Bryce McGowans. You've given me three times. You've given him to me three times. No, I haven't. Yes, you have. You went to Nebraska. You've Two or three episodes you gave me this name. I have? You need to stop using Bryce McGowans. You've used him at least three times. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Nuts, that's a nutshot right there. All right, have I done the Milwaukee guard Lindell Wigington? Oh No, you have not. That reminds me of um, the Cavs guy, DeAndre Liggins. Oh, oh, that's no, it is. Um, this is Lindell. Not Lin- to be confused with the My Pillow guy, Mike Lindell. He's different. Lindell Wiggington. Did he sign the Declaration of Independence? He did not. I as mean, far as I know, he didn't. I, th- I think he might have a little Easter would, egg face on Mount Rushmore or something. He would have been pretty um, recognizable in the room had he signed the Declaration of Independence. Let's let's go with Cal Berkeley. I don't know. Iowa State. All right. Oh, yeah, I had no idea. Should have okay, known, known that with Halliburton. Okay. My turn. Can I will me Bryce say McGowans. Ask me where Bryce McGowans went. All right. Let's, what let's about McGowans? First up, okay. we have former Blazers and Blaze. i can't talk. Blazers and Sons big man Maurice Lucas. Shoot. I loved Moby. ABA Lucas. player. Yeah. Norm Van Good Leer player. chased him around the Chicago Stadium with a chair. <laughs> What? Why? (laughs) Because Norm was out of his mind. Mo Mo Lucas was a bad mofo, man. That dude would punch you out. I do not know. Did he ever play in the CBA or no? No, Steve. No, Mo Lucas is a player. He He was on the the Bill Walton Blazers, the Dave Twardzik. He was was like the enforcer on those teams. He went to, I have no idea. He, He went to Nevada. He went to Marquette. I should have known that I, 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 that I definitely should have known. Okay. All right. Next up, we have former Blazers again and Bulls big man, Steve Johnson. Oh, Beaver Shooter. He went to Oregon State. He did go to Oregon State. Correct. Yes. Because this last is, but not least. Yes. Yeah. Don't see. You, you always door say door. last but not least. Stop it. No. Okay. Previously mentioned in this episode, and I didn't say anything. Lakers guard Nick Van Exel, Cincinnati. I, I he did go to Cincinnati. I when I heard you say that, I was like, uh-oh. 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 "Uh oh, That means he might have been on his basketball reference page and looked at his. Uh, no, I don't Nick his, Van. Come his, on, come on! I don't right. Nick Van Axel, right. that, but, that was a good one today. Both went to two right. three for three. That's gonna do it. Okay. So uh, uh, all I have to say, I, if you is, like this podcast, Patrick Williams will average thirty points a game for the rest of the season. You heard it from him, so like it, rate it, review it, subscribe to it, say nice things about it, put it in your pants, and put a sombrero on your head and dance because we're headed to Mexico. And if 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 we come back in one piece, because this is this is my let me just share my concern here honestly. It makes your margarita taste better too. It does actually. Listening to the podcast while drinking a margarita especially the spicy variety. This is my worry because now now they're at the age where Jason and his cousins, we're going to be asleep. Like we're going to have dinner. We're going to play charades and go to bed or whatever we're going to do. Sit in the hot tub and go to bed. Jason and and the boys are probably going to end up getting a cab and going down to Sammy Hagar's place down the road. And this is my worry: is that I'm going to have to be on "Find My Friends" until I fall asleep to make sure that you're not in some back alley having somebody having drugged and having someone take one of your kidneys or something. This is because well, hopefully my phone doesn't die like it like I did the first time I partied at Bucknell. Remember yeah, well see, Louis- Lewisburg, Pennsylvania, little different than Mexico.